0: Think about the role that romantic relationships play in society. You know, so much of the dysfunction, the pain, they say the biggest financial decision you'll ever make is who you marry.
1: Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi there, listeners of the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I'm running a little competition as we're trying to get more people to discover this podcast and the work that inspires those to sell with love more. And the best way to do this is to leave reviews, both on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. And for those of you who leave a review when listening to this episode, I would ask you to take a screenshot of your review and send it to me at Welcome back everybody to the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I am doing something different today. I've been doing over, I think we were looking 250 amazing interviews with guests that have incredible books that they've written or key knowledge bases that they wanted to share with people and for the longest time i've been looking at businesses that i thought would be so valuable for you to see behind the scenes to connect with the founder or the ceo and see what happens when you apply concepts such as selling with love to help them grow faster make a bigger impact and do it with integrity And I'm so grateful that I have my friend, Mia Lux, who just launched her platform called LaVette. And you're going to discover all about what this platform is about, which is a lot about connecting people that are single. So all you single people out there, definitely pay attention because this might be a platform you'll be looking to join as well. They're in the early stages. And I wanted to get on a conversation where I get to coach Mia ask her powerful questions, get you all to look over my shoulder as I do it so you can see where you might have some gaps in your own business and ways of thinking differently as well. So it's with my great pleasure that I bring Mia Lux to the show. Mia, welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Jason.
1: Now, I love that we get to do this because I've known you for like eight years, I think.
0: I think at least eight, yes, across many eight. continents and many contexts.
1: That's right. And, you know, we had a working relationship at Valley. I've seen you be able to be one of the amazing speakers and hosts at events around the world as well. I just follow you on social media. I've seen the development that's been happening with this platform. But before we get to the platform, let's kind of talk more about Mia as the individual, what is the journey that brought you to the place where now you're starting a platform, you're doing your own business. So tell us a bit more about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, I never had any aspirations or dreams to become a founder or CEO. It was never in my play sheet or or my goals, but very much ended up falling in love with the concept of what I'm building. Mostly because, you know, I came out of a marriage, you know, after being married for like four or five years, came out, looked around at the singlescape and was like, what happened? It's like, what did they do to us? What is this, what are these apps? And how are we supposed to fall in love and connect and build meaningful deep relationships when the technology is setting us up for these very transactional superficial interactions and was deeply horrified by it and as a profound believer in love and high quality love and how transformative human relationships can be how important human connection is I was left with pretty much no choice but to build something else (laughs) so I always laugh it was very much born out of a passion and a necessity and a curiosity of you know my co-founder and I we just asking each other could we build something at least like 10% better? Could we build something that feels a little healthier? And you know, our questions around that really led us to co-founding this company, raising a bunch of money and building this new platform.
1: I love it. And this is one of the key things I love whenever you look at an impact or ethical business, kind of a impact first type business that I would refer to. It's really important to know who the people behind it is and the purposes behind why they're creating this business. So we have a bit of your backstory. So now I just want to hear for everybody who isn't familiar with Lavette, please tell us more about what you've created and how different it is from
0: what we see out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, one of the things I decided when we built this was I'm not going to build an app with a twist. Most of the services out there are apps with twists, you know, they're like fancy Tinder. So they'll match you by how famous you are, or they'll match you by which Ivy League school that you go to, or, you know, what kind of um, religious group you belong to. So they are the same functionality like Tinder, swipe, match, swipe, match, but they're just putting you in, you know, slightly more targeted pools, which again, it's an improvement, but One of the things that I believe in, like I'm a big human psychology fan. Romantic psychology has always been like my hobby, my passion my whole life. And if you look how human beings naturally develop attraction, it's actually in social settings, right? Friends of friends, colleagues, being match made back in the olden days or through the village. It's like we had these chances to meet and connect in these social contexts, which means you could trust the person you're meeting because they knew people around you. There wasn't some stranger from the internet. And more importantly, it didn't have this confrontational high pressure situation where now we're matching, swiping, matching, swiping. We're being asked to declare, you know, romantic interest in someone based off a picture and a caption. And then you're in this like, you know, suddenly you're in 20 conversations with strangers trying to see if there's magic there. So one of the fundamental things I decided was I'm not going to build the same functionality. I'm gonna try use the technology that came out of COVID to more naturally mirror how humans fall in love, which is in a social context. So we're not an app we are a vetted virtual social club. So like you would join a Soho house or you would join you know, a members group or a hobby group. We have a incredible virtual system with like a virtual bar, a virtual temple, a virtual playroom, you know, a virtual gym, all these spaces you would normally go and hang out and meet people. We've created as a virtual ecosystem and everything's a hundred percent video. So one of the things we realized too, is that it's so hard to get an assessment about who someone is based on a picture. And so many people were swiping past each other because they were judging just on an image. Whereas actually when you see someone talk and move and how they hold themselves and you can have a sense of their energy, people become surprisingly more attractive. (laughs) So playing around with this idea of, you know, letting us become more than just these like two dimensional selfies we've been reduced to, putting us back into this like delightful social context where you can meet spontaneously and, you know, have that magic again. And so we're a very, very comprehensive platform designed, I think from, from my perspective to Create a safe space. Everyone's vetted, everyone's background checked, a safe space that you belong to, where everyone you meet in these fun social contexts is a vetted single. So, again, very different functionality, very ambitious, very bold, very mission driven, which is why I'm excited to talk to you. As you can imagine, being that unique poses some really interesting challenges as well in terms of communicating to people, reaching people, and converting people
1: all right well first off i just need to give a compliment and this is one of the reasons i knew we'd have a great time is you're very eloquent you communicate very well and you've gotten an idea of the impact that you want to make with your business and it's very clear in the way that you communicate it so the first love in the selling with love model is actually love the impact and the way that you described it i'm very clear and correct me if i'm wrong but the impact that you make for the client you know there's people that are single are trying to find a different way than the way that's working now. It's not working. It's weird. It's transactional and people are looking for true connections. So you've created the safe space. You're vetting the people. You're creating better ways that are not so high pressure. So all of these are usually what I'd break down into. What is the impact for the client? You've listed them down perfectly. I have nothing to say about that. And what's interesting in my model is I often speak about what is the impact for the world? Like if your platform ends up blowing up. And now everywhere around the world, this is a single piece that is important for us to be courting, finding each other, finding our partner. I'd love to ask, how would you describe the benefits to the world, the fact that this platform is now everywhere and massive?
0: It's such a great question. And it's funny because like my co-founder, Lauren Zander, she's a coach. She built a big coaching company and it's a lot of her tried and tested psychology that we've put into this. And she always pushes me on this question too. You know, she's like, Levet can change the world. And I'm like, okay, let's get into it. And so the way we've explored it is, think about the role that romantic relationships play in society. You know, so much of the dysfunction, the pain, they say the biggest financial decision you'll ever make is who you marry. And then think about, you know, the impact on children. We have largely lived in a society that role models dysfunctional, unhealthy love for so long. And the impact of that, the impact of watching and replicating unhealthy romantic relationships, is intense and expensive and leaves children traumatized. It's not like some cute, fluffy, lovey-dovey thing. And a big part of our platform, which I haven't even mentioned yet, is that we're rooted in personal growth. So everything we teach along the whole way is know who you are, ask for what you want, be radically accountable, be honest. We're a platform that is constantly by osmosis teaching people that to find love, you have to find yourself first. And so the entire experience is an immersion in leveraging that When people are single they're willing to work on themselves they're willing to ask questions maybe they weren't asking themselves before and so leveraging that beautiful moment in time where people are open and curious and want to work on themselves and want to learn so that you know as people go through this experience not only are we giving them better connections we're teaching them how to be better in relationship we're teaching them how to be accountable how to be honest how to know who they are what they want how to heal what needs to be healed right and so if i could take levette and have that be the standard system that every person who's learning about love Everyone becomes a better person, a kinder person, a more honest person. And so then you think, okay, what does that translate into the world? More harmony, more peace, you know, happier, more prosperous generations. So I have, I do, I think about this as like a big, big, big North star about creating a societal impact through the micro.
1: And again, you've done the work. This is important. And like you said, this is the North star. This is what motivates you. And I think a lot of times we haven't taken a step back and said like, hey, maybe i should get clear on this so i know why i get up in the morning and even if i could add to it as well i look at what you're building like we know that harmonious homes like both parents raising children creates a new generation that gets to see mom and dad in love in healthy ways personal growth if you're making everybody do this in a way that is the most motivating way which is because you want to find that significant other now we have everybody being more responsible less war more love just better transactions less dishonesty all those things happen in the world because you exist brilliant your motivation stack from knowing just on the individual level, but also on a global scale, this needs to happen. This is a real problem that needs to be solved and your platform will do it. There's one that I often neglect myself and I want to ask it for you because one of the impacts we sometimes forget is what is the personal impact? Because we can sometimes end up as a martyr, like you'll overwork yourself to death because you care so much about that impact. But taking a moment, like, all those things we just talked about are great. But for you, like, in a selfish way, unapologetic way, what will you gain from making this happen?
0: Mm, That's also a good question. I think in some ways it started very selfishly because I, you know, being single and really caring about love and really caring about high-quality connection and being wildly dissatisfied with the options out there. I always joke that I'm like, I think I'm building it for myself. <laughs> just like I might be building this for me, but then also just, this is what I love. I think I've created a, a company which touches on all the things that really matter to me. You know, I'm a sort of a personal growth addict, you know, in the sense of I'm always learning, growing, curious, trying new things. I love connecting people. You know, this idea of building community around anything. And in this case, building community around, you know, singles who want to grow and connect and fall in love. And so I think for me, I feel like I'm most of the time doing something I love. But then again, to your point, you know, anyone who's built a business knows this. The vast majority of what I do is work that is it's challenging or it's boring or it's repetitive or it's, you know, having to start from scratch and learn the entire, you know, American tax model, whatever it is. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, which doesn't feel fun. And so, you know, that's when very much the North Star is what holds it because, you know, every tiny piece of admin work ultimately feeds towards a bigger goal. And then, yeah, like I'd say selfishly, it's more just this feeling of it sounds very cheesy but like I feel like I'm living my destiny. Like I feel like this was something I came here to make. I feel like I'm uniquely positioned to build it and launch it. So Perfect.
1: And I'm going to add some of the things that I love to add, especially when someone, you know, what you've communicated, absolutely beautiful. And it sounds so nice. And there's other elements that are selfish that most of us don't like to talk about. And I love to bring them up. Like you've already hinted toward it, which is like you get the opportunity to work on a project that has an exciting North star. Like that's already a huge selfish reason why you do it. And that's okay. If you build this and it becomes huge and there's tons of money to be made, that's awesome you should be doing this so that you can make a ton of money because money is a beautiful thing it basically goes to the people who manage the flow of energy the best and so
0: i like how you put that i think that's traditionally something in the personal growth world that we all struggle with you know none of us want to say out loud that we're out making money
1: go get some money Money's beautiful money means that you get to take care of yourself live your best life take care of your community your family you're going to be building a team you're going to be able to pay them amazingly and build a whole family that are going to work on this mission together. That sounds like fun. These are things that I'd love for you to even include without having the dogma that comes, oh, I might know you're going to make money. You're solving a big problem.
0: No, it's funny because when I think about it, I'm like, you know, I have a team of about five or six people and it's easy for me to be like, I want to make money so I can make sure I keep paying them. I can make sure I can do it for other people. But it's funny. It is like, there's always a little bit of a learning to be like, no, like it's great to actually earn the money and make the money and have the money be a signal of how much value I've actually created for other people. I'm still like kind of adjusting to that model for sure. (laughs)
1: Well, I want it to be a reminder and I'm going particularly harsh on you, but I want everybody else listening. Like, how did you feel when you started doing this exercise at home? And what were your thoughts around being like, is it okay for me to make money? Is it supposed to be taboo? It shouldn't be. And I'll add one more thing that I often advise my clients, Mia, and I'd love for you to maybe consider this as well is the world needs to see more role model particularly female women models that are doing good in the world and are adequately compensated for it if you want to be coming from the beautiful space then go earn a ton of money so you can show other people you don't need to go into dodgy industries you don't need to be cutting corners you don't need to be selling your soul and slaving away in a corporate job that ain't doing any good to the world when you focus on impact for the world for your client and you become successful yourself, you become the role model for other people to say, maybe that's the path I should have been on the whole time. Does this make sense?
0: Yes, for sure. And to, I think there's a lot of this assumption between that there's a correlation between impact and kind of martyrdom in some ways, like you pointed out. I don't believe in that either. Like I think this is a new generation of entrepreneurs who are learning that impact done well makes plenty of money. As long as you're not blocking it with your old belief systems. So thank you for the reminder. Awesome. By the way, I'm going to just put a little
1: note for anybody who'd be interested in doing a workshop where we do some things similar as this. Go to sellingwithlove.com/slash/challenge. This challenge is going to be happening at the end of the month, and you'll actually get a chance to walk through all of these loves I'm discussing with Mia, and you might get to experience the exact same kinds of transformation and insights as you complete your maps. And for you, Mia, I'm going to have my team complete a set of maps for you once we're done this session, that which is going to be so a fun. beautiful that reminder of our conversation. Now. I want to move on to the second love. So this is about the impact. You're clear. You are quite ahead of the curve because you've been operating this business for a while and you're very clear. I know you have a co-founder that's been reminding you as a coach. So you've done this work. The The second one is one that I feel you'll also be quite clear on because it's core to your business model, which is love the client. And what I speak about is when you love the client, you take the time to understand the client. And so if I would ask you, who's your client? You've talked a bit about it. Could you define them for me even more?
0: Hmm. Yeah. And what's fun about our system is, you know, even though we're a vetted community, what we're vetting for is self-awareness and integrity. So most dating systems vet for a certain wealth or a certain educational background, a certain amount of followers on Instagram. For us, we're looking at a group of people who are, you know, about their 30s, 40s, early 50s, who are successful, they're personal growth oriented, they care about human connection, they care deeply about creating and it doesn't have to be like the traditional monogamous relationship, but creating a type of relationship where it's honest, connected, fun. You know, again, like this idea of high quality human connection. So it's a very specific kind of a temperament of a human, but that temperament crosses all sort of like ranges of gender and sexual orientation and race and even economic status. So one of the things I'm excited about with my client is that it's very much a type of a soul versus just a type of a demographic. Hmm.
1: I like that. And my God, this might be the question you're trying to debug, or maybe you have the answer. I would be a little intimidated by this, but where do you find these people?
0: Right, well, I mean, obviously on the internet, as we all do. But so one of the things that we've actually found really interesting is that, like with all companies, there are certain groups that naturally and automatically gravitate towards us. I think there is a huge personal growth health and wellness community across the world now. And so that is our first core group. So the people who exist in that group and who are single are our people already, right? But then there's other groups too, like we're you know, really looking across people who tend to be in the group of like entrepreneurs or professionals, they tend to struggle on the dating apps, not because they don't have options, but because almost there's too many options. And so their biggest pain point is you know, trying to filter through hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people to find someone who's a match. And if you're an entrepreneur, you tend to be kind of a little unusual. You don't do your nine to five, right? So you're usually looking for a partner who's kind of a little bit unusual too. Or if you're like a doctor who's doing really well, but you can't quite get into like one of the exclusive apps or whatever this, like you're again, looking for someone who can meet you at all levels and struggling. So even if they're not into personal growth yet, we're finding that we're collecting those sorts as well. (laughs) But we always like a pretty much group, a self-aware singles.
1: Love it. On your, and if you're not free to disclose, just let me know. But on your platform, are you seeing an influx
0: based on your current marketing that's more of women or men? We actually have more women. More women. Unlike most dating systems struggle to get women. We have the reverse, I wouldn't call it a problem. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. We are seeing probably like I'd say a 65, 70% split towards women.
1: Lovely. And are you looking to build in kind of a database or early user growth? Is it beneficial for you to have a high amount of women as your initial users to be able to attract them in? Because I can just think of times, you know, and this has nothing to do with being conscious, but I will share. I used to throw a lot of good parties in university and there was one rule, is ratio. And so I knew that if I would invite all the women first, the guys were easy to get. Would you say this is a similar trend when it comes to building a platform like this?
0: Absolutely. And it's funny because they found with bars and restaurants, if you hire attractive male staff, then all the women come and then all the men come. So you shouldn't, like this whole thing of like, you know, a whole bunch of like good looking female bartenders just bring men. So there's like this is a whole interesting psychology around it. And saying that for us, like we are very mindful of keeping our ratios more evenly matched because we do want there to be, you know, a sense of abundance on both sides. So one of the fun things with technology is because you can see the breakdown of demographics so clearly, our ability to actively, you know, reach and target groups who are underrepresented who haven't come in yet is part of what we're learning and figuring out, right? So we have very specific marketing strategies for men and for women and so and so.
1: I was going to ask you if you did have to go specific for women, specific for men to be able to attract them individually. And yeah, if you have the capacity to do that, it's interesting because a lot of times I help people very much narrow down their target market because we always go a little too wide. And so my only advice I would give on this point is you gave a very large age range because you're looking to be inclusive. And I get it, but it would be very interesting if you would take a thought experiment about who's that role model of the perfect person on your platform. And then speaking to the people that are coming to your platform, like you're speaking to that person.
0: I hear you. And what's interesting about our product, which is different is that there's a great word for this they have in business, which is like, we're dealing with both supply and demand. And so for instance, A two sided marketplace. In New York. There you go. A two sided marketplace. Thank you. We're a two sided marketplace. And so for instance, women in their late thirties tend to want to date men in their late forties or early fifties. Like there's a matching across age groups. and so just going for, I'm not selling a product to a person. It's two-sided. And so the age range is actually because that's the grouping of where these age ranges date in between each other. And so, you know, if I just put a whole bunch of 30s together, it doesn't work. Or just a whole bunch of 40s together, it doesn't work because people don't just date within that, especially America and especially now, don't just date within like a five-year age group or a 10-year age group. So one of the reasons we cast it a little wider was exactly for that reason, because we're dealing with complementary natures and each person looking for their person.
1: Awesome. So in this case, I'm not going to say anything more, but it is very clear. Usually I walk people towards like, okay, who is your target market? If you had to be more specific, what else could you filter? In this case, I'm not going to go deeper here because that's something we'd have to probably really go down. It's something I usually spend an hour on. But one thing that is clear is the third question, which is who do you not work with? And I know you have an onboarding process that eliminates anybody that you don't want to work with and unconscious, you know, F boys all the negative things that you would see in dating I know you filter those out and your whole premise on the business is about an us versus them like that's going to be strong in your marketing being like that is them that is how that works here but you're trying to do something different which is why you're here so that'll be a very powerful thing when we talk about the process The other thing that I speak about, understanding the client is also understanding why you're the perfect person to serve them. And you've already shared this in your story about how you've went through a divorce, you've went out there and tried to see how it was like, it was very transactional. You've realized that, hey, you've worked on yourself, you've done personal growth, you see how to help you mature as a person, and what happens when you start dating people of a similar kind, so it makes you the perfect person to do this app. At least that's how I'm feeding it to you. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
0: No, it's great. I think that's a great question. When anyone's making something, building something, I think understanding that is so important because there are so many moments where you have to back yourself and have real confidence. And I think mapping out why you're the right person. So you've got in your mind is so important. So, so important.
1: You're going to love it when I give you these maps, you're going to have at least a blueprint to go back to it. Because being in a business, an entrepreneur, there's highs, there's lows. These are going to be beautiful things you can print out and being like, oh, Yes, that's why I'm the perfect person. Yes, that's the impact.
0: You've developed a super good framework. I mean, having these frameworks, like your framework around this brings a degree of intelligence and language to something which can be very confusing And if you don't have it exactly, you can kind of end up in a bunch of pitfalls you could have avoided very easily with with a little help.
1: And what's really great is you're very clear on the demographic and where they're gonna hang out. This is something where people are like, well, anybody, like I've seen this a lot with like coaches and consultants, like, well, I can help anybody, I'm a life coach. But in your case, you know what the psychographics, demographics and kind of that soul blueprint that they would have. So you can really know, Oh, where are they hanging out? So correct me if I'm wrong, if you're not doing this already, but I have a feeling you are specifically targeting personal growth events, personal growth companies, people that are really in the process of bringing people there, their higher self, and that really help people be the most like soul aligned. And you can reach out to them and be like, Hey, bring these people on our platform and these are direct relationships with these companies. Is this your current growth strategy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of our tags is we say, listen, your single followers are suffering. (laughs) Your single followers are suffering. They are out there. They're doing all this work for themselves. And the irony is that as you love yourself more and you become more aware of who you are and what you want, your dating pool shrinks. And then it becomes harder and harder to go sit in these dates and be on these apps without feeling dehumanized and alone and like a little bit disillusioned. And so, you know, all these communities that are, So many amazing communities built around all the different tools and techniques and models out there. Yeah, we're like, you're single people, got to come with us.
1: (laughs) Mia, I'm going to say something weird, and this is something we could break down another time, but there might be the consideration that we've been going at this wrong the whole way. Maybe, just maybe, your client actually are those businesses. You're creating the marketplace, but the true client you're trying to do is get as many of these Companies that churn out these single conscious people to be your clients. And that's a very different sales strategy because now you're trying to make sure you understand these companies, the pain points they have because they don't have LaVette into their ecosystem. Maybe you're going to, and I'm going to use Tony Robbins because he ends up being like the one that most people recognize, but you're like, Tony Robbins needs to be our client. And by being a client with Tony Robbins, we know that anybody within his platform when they're at the Business Mastery or Life Mastery or they've been to Date with Destiny, there's a partnership with Lavette. And they know that by doing so, anybody who's single from Date for Destiny, they come on Lavette and there's a little badge that says they're a Date with Destiny customer. And for everybody else who's on your platform who's not done Date with Destiny, well, now you're the biggest promoter for these types of events. So this is a big pivot, but it's like, oh, Well, if we're a marketplace, then our client is the businesses that are going to drive the revenue. So maybe we're looking at this differently. And I'm not here to mess with the business model, but that's an idea that came up and might be something we could discuss offline.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, listen, we have a whole affiliate strategy around partnering and working with different companies and different firms and community leaders. This is a big part of it. I mean, one of the unique things about our company is that my co-founder and I have a lot of relationships in that world. And so leveraging those communities to start with and in a way that, you know, makes it fun and interesting and makes sense economically for everybody as part of our experimentation.
1: I love it. So we have love the client. So we look and we start questioning who's our real client. We can start having debates and then you start filtering it down and you get that clarity of where they're hanging out so you can get strategies on how to onboard this. I love it. Now the next one is love the product. And You're a product entrepreneur. Like the product is your baby. I know you ain't gonna have any problems here, but I wanna know, what's the regular price point? What's the product? Tell us more.
0: Yeah, I'm a product CEO. So for me, my greatest joy in this company has been taking like the world's best psychology around human connection and finding ways to build that into a technological platform. And it's so fun. Like we have down to the fact that, I, you know, I've automated all the social friction points so that we have an anti-ghosting rule, but it's all clicks of buttons, right? So making things as easy as possible for people to behave well, be accountable. We say like clarity is kindness, right? Teaching people how to be clear about what they want. And if it's a yes, if it's a no, teaching people how to receive a yes or a no. Super, super, super fun. And yes, yeah, so product-wise, I feel very excited, you know, like I said, we're, we're at the stage right now where we're going into our first full beta test. So we have a whole bunch of people going through a onboarding, doing the applications right now. We'll open the social club doors for that test at the end of this month. And, you know, to give you guys an idea of like what this product is, it's a membership site with a companion app and in the site itself it's like a social club, it's a social platform. So there's different ways you can meet people and connect, including the traditional dating site ways of, you know, we'll give you a special event introduction to people who might be a good match for you. But there's a member gallery, so you can kind of go through and find people. But remember, there's no pictures, right? So you find somebody, you click, and the very first thing you'll ever see is a video. And so, you know, you can kind of go hunting on your own, but ultimately driving people into live experiences. So whether you wanna go and do a gratitude exercise on a Sunday morning, or you want to do a power hour co-working on a Monday or a comedy night on a Thursday. There are these live virtual experiences where they're in these beautiful rendered spaces where you jump in on video and it's hosted, it's facilitated. And the whole point of those experiences is to get you connected and talking to people. So one of the things I'm aware of with my product, it's hard for me is that we built something very comprehensive, I wanna retrain people away from what they've been taught, all the antisocial behaviors that the apps have taught us, the ghosting, the unaccountability, the treating each other like products. I want to retrain people. So we've built something very comprehensive. I don't know yet what parts of that are going to land and what parts aren't. I think part of this, you know, getting to know your client, getting to know what they want, the truth is like I've made my first best guess and I think the next while I'm going to find out In terms of pricing, it's a membership model. So it's like you would join like a Soho house or, you know, a core club or any of these kinds of membership communities or like Valley, you know, they've got their annual memberships. And so for us, it's a minimum six month commitment, which is $1,110. And the idea being that, you know, this is something you join and become part of and it's a commitment to yourself too. You're coming in to join a community, to be on a journey, to you know have these experiences, to you know all the free learning resources we have. Like at the temple, you can go and learn meditation, right? Or in the evolution center, all the free coaching videos. So it's like choosing a committed pathway to learning and growth and connecting is the model. And then it moves into a monthly subscription.
1: Love it. So when you say one, By the one, way, one, we have a rule
0: in our company because every time someone says love it, we're like, love it.
1: Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. So, when you say 1111, is that a discounted price or is that the full price?
0: That's our full price that we're launching with. So, I mean, we call it our founding member price because it's going to be for the first six months. So our founding member price, that'll launch in July. And that's what I'm saying, anyone, if this is before July, anyone listening to this now, we're still in our beta process, which means anyone can come into beta and participate for $33 for three months. So we're having, obviously, it's not even a discount. It's pretty much free. But we have to test our credit card systems and, you know, we background check everybody. So this is a come in, play, test it, help us build it, help us co-create it beta period, which is a really fun way to get in.
1: Let me ask you, what's the monthly rate Non-discounted, monthly, monthly. 185. 185, brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love which, that. Which we
0: always joke, we're like, it's less, it breaks down to like $42.50 a week, which is less than an Uber ride back from a bad date. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love the price anchoring, Yeah,
1: yeah. which definitely falls into the love the process. Now, can I ask you a question, Mia, and this is going to be a thought experiment. And this is one of the things I love about, you know, on the product, one of the things I speak about is you need to tap into creativity, abundance, and joy when you want to speak about building the best product in the world. And oftentimes there's a lot of anxiety and friction because we have a set price point and a set of features that we've built on that price point. So let me ask you this, just as a crazy idea. If it happened that you only could sell it now for $1,800 a month, that's the price of the product now. What would be some of the features that would be added into your offering that you feel, you know, someone might feel really good about paying $1,800 a month now?
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: And I don't want you to think about the implementation, just list ideas that would come to your mind.
0: It would 100% be each person would have a series of, they'd go and they could pick an area of their life and they would get a series of coaching calls. So you could pick, hey, well, while I'm here, I want to work on my career or while I'm here, I want to work on healing my family dynamics. And, you know, we have a whole bunch of in-world teachers and coaches who run all the events. So I would essentially have each person have a bespoke pathway of one-to-one learning.
1: Amazing. What else?
0: I would probably start building live events. So then if I had people part, I'd do in-person member events once a month. What else? I think what would be interesting or valuable, fun, it would come down to my capacity to then a combination of bringing in more types of experiences. So it increases my ability to bring in different teachers, have more, have more dynamic, more versatile kinds of in-world experiences. I think that the thing with the dating site is that ultimately one of the things that matters the most is having enough variety with people though. Like I think the educational process and the learning process makes the journey really fun. But at the end of the day, making sure people are actually connecting to enough potential matches is key for me. So I'd have to figure out, and that's something that money, I can throw money into marketing, so yeah, more no, money I'm not would not talking about marketing, talking but, product, but do you know what I mean? Like, is it actual, yeah, is it actual product, product delivery? only and
1: no limitations. Yeah. So I know like your mind, see, this is why I love doing this exercise because typically like we start thinking, okay, well, logistically, would that make sense? And I'm saying, let's run the exercise again. Now it's 18,000 a month. What would someone get for 18,000 a month? And you're like, oh my God, then we'd have like unique experiences, an assigned concierge for everyone. Like you start thinking about, crazy ideas but not about the how but just thinking wow this could be something maybe in the future Mm, mm. but it's always fun to have a moment of dreaming and oftentimes when you spend more time doing this exercise and you're thinking what else what else what else you might come up with ideas that you're like you know what the cost of that wouldn't be too bad and i could even include that in my regular offer and maybe my regular offer now needs to be 300 a month and so oftentimes we lower the price because there's a bit of a there's a friction around money. And we're like, I don't want to take too much money from people. And what I want to remind everyone is that the more money you charge, the more value you're able to provide for people. And there's a lot of people out there that do have the money and that would love the most amazing experience in the world. And you have the capacity to offer it. And so never discount yourself for the value that you know you can provide. Knowing the impact that you've already anchored at the beginning means that the sky's the limit. And they could even have multiple tiers for the people who are willing to find results faster, less risk, and more unique, more fun. All that is within the realm of possibility. So I just like to open that up as a fun exercise and something you can think about in the future. Great. Mia, there's a lot more loves that I usually go through, but I know we're running short on time. But what we've done actually today is the three first loves that I have everybody fall in love when they're about to go sell something. And the closing that I'd love to give on this is that when you go out in business, a lot of people fall in love with the process of selling. You learn a couple tactics, you learn how to do marketing, and then you just try to scale, but you haven't taken the time to slow down and get clear on the impact, get clear on the client, and get clear on the product you're building. Because once you've done that, then whenever you go and use processes to sell more, it's not manipulation, it's empathy. It's you speaking the language that's necessary for the people that you know you can provide real value with can actually perceive that value as well. And then they will be excited to join you, they will be your allies, they will be your best friends, your customers, and you'll enjoy growing the business. And so now you start thinking like, oh, All right, if I am giving, like, what could I use? Okay, if it's $1,000 to join, like, am I gonna run a discount campaign? Oh, sure, am I gonna run a competition? Am I gonna have a landing page that people need to fill out? But then if they go to exit the page, there's a pop-up? Yeah, there is a pop-up because maybe they didn't spend enough time. And you start validating every idea you could potentially use to market more, sell more, and not feel like you're being too aggressive because you're really trying to communicate with people, saying stop getting those Uber rides from a bad date when you could be having an amazing time with the greatest people if you would give us a chance and come and have a look at what we're putting together. So I'm super excited for your product, Mia. I think we're gonna have a follow-up conversation some other time where we can explore some of the processes that I think would work amazingly within your platform. And for everyone who's curious, we actually made sure that you can all access this and go and have a look at LaVette and get involved as well. So go to sellingwithlove.com forward slash LaVette. Are there any other direct links where we could discover more maybe on social media?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can go to laVette.love And you can learn more about us there and go into our application portal, or you can find us on Levette Social Club on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter.
1: Amazing. Mia, thank you so much for your time for everybody. I'd love to hear your feedback. So we went through a bit of a coaching process here with Mia. She had her things together. Honestly, I knew she was an impact first entrepreneur, so this was going to be a breeze. But a couple of things I want you to know is make sure you do those exercises to get clear on the impact, clear on the client, clear on the product. Then you have the permission to sell. And then with that, I'm hoping you like this new format. I'd love to hear from you myself. If you have a chance, connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. Let me know. Would you like to see more episodes around this format? Maybe talking about different types of places. We do optimization, different industries. Do you want me to go deeper with Mia and talk about specific processes? This was an experimental episode, and I'd love to hear your feedback because I definitely enjoy doing it. I feel we communicate a lot of value with a conversation with Mia. I know, Mia, I have a feeling you had a good time too. And so I'm Wonderful. hoping to see more of this any closing words
0: yeah no first of all jason i really appreciate your again the intelligence and the language you bring around this process which for so long selling has always had such negative connotations and bringing a framework that makes it feel good and gets you so clear it's just has selling aversion too and i have to say like it's such a different experience when you go through this sort of a framework and are able to get clear about the impact and why. And then your ability to bring it to the world becomes, like you said, a joyful process versus like something slightly cringy. <laughs>
1: exactly. And we
0: really do need the good people who are making good products for the right reasons to feel unabashedly proud of what they're doing and so happy to have it, you know, go wildfire successful. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. And thank you for spending the time with me today.
1: 100 and no, it was an absolute joy. All the best. And for everybody tuning in, thanks for listening. And until next time, keep selling with love. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.